I just realized I don't remember the name of the author of this book. Fail. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> what a man, what a man, what a man, what a mighty good man. He's a mighty, mighty good man. <laughs> God damn it. Whatever. It's fine. It's not fine, Joe. David, can you? Yeah, I'm pulling it up on my Kindle right now. What was, what was that book that had, had the grokking in it? Um, Stranger in a Strange yeah. Place? Stranger in a Strange Land. That was it. Ray Mayor. R-A-Y-M-A-O-R. A Year Without Food. Appreciate you. All right. You show me King Tutted and Crackers in bed, and I'll show you a crummy mummy. Anyway, welcome to Brainworms. I'm Joe. I'm David. I'm Kane. And I'm Chris. We're uh, we're getting back into A Year Without Food by Ray Mayor, Meyer, Mauer, however you want to say More. it. However you want to say it. And uh and we're gonna learn how to center our prana and absorb the sun through our buttholes. I am so hungry. I'm not. You have to become a higher being, David. And the only way to do that is to learn. Whenever I get hungry, I just hop in the furnace. <laughs> Trust me, Joe. That is not the only way to become a higher being. Nice. Yes. So so real quick, in an effort to try and enlighten myself, um, I found the... If you say J.O. Crystal one more goddamn time. <laughs> I wasn't even going there! You need to give me a chance to bloom. You never do. You always assume I'm a terrible, horrible person. And the one time where I might, might just grow a little. So anyway, I found the very rare vampire piranha plant. And I cut little holes into myself and planted the seeds so that I could get closer to nature all over my body. They took root and I'm losing control of my limbs. I think I murdered somebody but I am becoming closer to nature. You really shouldn't talk about that on the air. It's probably true. Maybe just stick to the J.O. crystals. <laughs> I didn't say that. Kane said that. No, he didn't. Kane is pretty murderous. Kane can't be prosecuted because of double jeopardy and his, you know, frying in the oven. I'm not sure if Kane legally has personhood, which might mean he can't be charged with a crime. I mean, he's a citizen of the moon. I'm all over planet Earth right now. Yeah, but I mean, you were born on the moon. You weren't, like, you, you, you're not an Earthling. Yeah, but there's an American flag here. I'm pretty sure the moon is, is oh, the U.S.'s property. shit. Yeah, you're screwed, man. And the bases that they've got on the dark side of the moon? I don't even want to talk about that. We can't talk about that. They'll come for us. We need to go and talk to Moon Mayor. They've, they've tolerated our presence, but if we start... That is complete bullshit. There's no Moon Mayor, all right? It's a moon duke. Do you remember the horrifying moon guy from the McDonald's ads in like the early 90s? No. It was fucking terrifying. It was so creepy. Now I have a thing to look up later today. You should because it's (laughs) it's very upsetting. (laughs) But yeah, we're going to learn how to uh, live on oxygen and sunlight alone. That's going to go really well. So, you know, this might be our last episode. (laughs) It might be. (laughs) The views of the writer of A Year Without Food are not necessarily those of Brainworms Presents. So we're not liable for anything that you do because this book told you to do it. And uh, assuming you survive, don't forget that we have a website. We give you brainworms.com. And, and, you know, if if you are going to 
do the breatharianism and you're gonna die anyway and you hate your kids and don't want to leave them any money you know just just yeah we'll, we'll, we'll take it yeah, yeah yeah donate all of your worldly goods to our patreon it'll be great great for the planet okay <laughs> for you exactly <laughs> now i'm just picturing the end of mummy dearest and like the lawyers reading out the will and it's like and she wanted all of her worldly possessions and money to be donated to a podcast called Brainworms, and then the daughter starts crying. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> <sighs> all right, well, David, you ready to get back into this? <sighs> oh wait, are we done the intro? So now we're going to move forward into the meat of this. Breatharianism. What is a breatharian? A breatharian is a really stupid name. <laughs> yeah, it is, it, it is pretty it lame. Is. Why isn't it oxygenarian? That's so much better. I love oxygenarian. That's great. A breatharian is a person who chooses to live mostly or completely from pranic nourishment. A breatharian does not need food to survive. However... They will probably choose to continue tasting food for pleasure. Oh my god. A, oh my a god. Breatharian has escaped the hunger compensation cycle completely and is free from food dependency. The two processes I'm not doing cocaine because I have to. I can stop any time. <laughs> I just like the way it makes me feel. I'm not eating food, I'm just tasting it. I'm just tasting it. I'm just letting Years it ago, I'll make dunk. this as quick as I can. If I had a dime for every time I've said that. <laughs> I was hanging out with Brian Davis, the guy that wrote the theme music for Brainworms, right? Our score, yeah. I was hanging out with him because we used to get together and write music together. And he lived on 3rd <laughs> Street. And I went to hang out with him. And his neighbor was like, hey, you guys want to come over? I've got some fresh watermelon. And of course, we were like, fuck yeah, that's awesome. You know, neighbor love. That's great. Yeah. So we go over there and he's got it sliced up and just sitting on a plate on his coffee table. Mm -hmm. So I sit down and I'm just eating watermelon and Brian's eating watermelon. And this dude sits across from us, cooks heroin up on a spoon, <laughs> puts it into the syringe and then shoots up. Uh -huh. And I'm my mouth's just agape. I'm just like staring at him. And he looks at me right in the eyes and he says, don't worry, I'm not a junkie. I just like to get high. Yep. That's the end of the story. Don't worry. I'm not a junkie. I, I just, just like, like to, to get, get high. high. Mm -hmm. Don't worry. I'm not hungry. I just like the taste of food. And I, I'm not, I'm yeah. not actually digesting it. I, I'm just shitting it out no, without just, taking any of the nutrients from it. It's passing through my chakra. <laughs> right out of the prana hole. Bypassing the intestines entirely and just going through the prana hole. The two processes currently known to me that allow one to become a breatharian are sun gazing and pranic nourishment via the pranic living process. These transformational processes are discussed in later chapters. Mm. Each of these processes naturally increases the percentage of prana in the body, and if an individual persists, the intake can increase up to 100%. Most people have less than 10% prana in their bodies, and they run on electricity and need to be plugged into food for energy. Oh my god. By contrast, a breatharian runs on wireless solar power. <sighs> Currently, there are approximately 50,000 people who have undergone the pranic living process. Unfortunately, 
due to the challenges which this lifestyle entails. <laughs> of starving to death nine. and dehydration? <laughs> yeah, it's fucking tough, man. Many people do the not challenges. persist in this choice. There are only a few thousand practicing breatharians in the world. I am shocked that when this guy was making analogies, he didn't compare eating food to fossil fuels. Yeah, I think I would have if I were trying to sell breatharianism. It is a bad name. Pranarianism. I would have. That would have. That's a very easy comparison to make because that's a yeah. thing people think are bad. Is bad. No, bad. I like think are bad. For what we're talking about, <laughs> grammar doesn't matter. They think are bad. Think are bad. Um, yeah. Despite this, the pranic living process itself can be a very positive, life-changing event. Until you fucking die Even if die you do not it. continue to follow a breatharian lifestyle. It is getting increasing attention as more and more people become seekers of knowledge. Yeah, so, so is, looking for like, ways to be healthier <laughs> and experience life more fully. I have a theory. There's a financial incentive for these, you know, sort of guru types to like, let me teach you about how to open your prana holes and absorb the sun. So they're like, oh, yeah, th that makes sense. So these people stop eating and, and getting all the nutrients they need. And because their brains are being deprived of nutrition, they become super fucking euphoric. Mm, that's an interesting theory. Yeah. And they feel real good for a little while. And then they're like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm dying and I, I need to stop doing this. It's like the pink mist when you stop drinking or the pink haze. You know, if you've been a hardcore alcoholic, people in AA will talk about this. I'm not familiar with that. Where if you stop drinking, you go through this period of detox for a while. It can be a few days, a few months in extreme cases. Mm -hmm. And then you suddenly come to this sort of just place of everything is good and everything is just euphoric and warm and life loves you and you feel at peace with the universe they call it the pink mist pink mm -hmm. haze i've not been through aa right. myself but i know people that have and uh, i've known people that have experienced this and the worst part about it is when you come out is of it that when it yeah when it goes away and suddenly all you're left with is the realization that this is your life now this pure now uncut on. reality and you fall back to whatever your you know addiction was mm -hmm. or replace it with something different which is a totally different conversation right. yeah when, when i was drinking 350 milliliters of vodka daily uh <laughs> and quit that's yeah, a lot yeah it w wasn't healthy oddly enough i did not experience that so that's interesting hmm. to talk about joe's point I have a theory as well. Uh-huh. My theory is that he gives this book away for free as the Kindle edition. Yep. And he gets people to stop eating and stop drinking, right? And my guess is after about day two, mm -hmm. they're like, what the fuck? This isn't working. And they contact him. And he's like, well, for this nominal donation, mm -hmm. you can come to me and I will teach you how to properly do this. I don't know that, but I believe very confidently that he teaches classes that he charges for. Well, yeah. I mean, I think he, he teaches the pranic living then process. It, if it's free, yeah. it, could, it has the possibility of becoming mimetic and reaching as many people as possible. Yep. But I mean, as he says himself, there are approximately 50,000 people who have undergone the pranic living process and only a thousand or so have, uh, are currently like living as breatharian sure that's uh that's not good odds for your no. life-changing enlightenment yeah no hey do you guys think the next time you 
you remake me? Well, if you didn't go haywire, if you're kept alive for too long, we wouldn't have to put you in the furnace and make a new one every time. I mean, honestly, if we could just grow things on the moon, <laughs> we wouldn't need your body for meat. <laughs> if you could adjust, you know, tweak some knobs, you know, mess with some things and make me mostly plant life the next time. Hey, I want to know. That's no, a guys, good I idea. Bet, I bet if I mostly plant life, I could get most of my nutrients from the sun. And then when we inevitably eat you, we're actually being vegetarian. It's That's, true. Yeah. All right. Here's two things. A, we all need to become breatharians so that we don't have to keep eating uh, David Clone. What do you clone. mean become? I mean, we- we have to put him in the furnace anyway, otherwise he becomes angry and violent after we keep him alive for too long. We may as well eat him. Yeah, do you remember your left eye, Chris? <laughs> when we remake him for you know our produce, we should put in some genetic code to give him cow udders from nipples, and then we can milk him. I think him. that's just something that you David want to do. Milk. I don't think that that's actually going to benefit. Yeah, please don't do that. Milk. <laughs> So I'm going to move on. (laughs) Yeah, let's move on. Let's go. (laughs) Most choose to eat or drink in small quantities, but not regularly. This practice is not based on a need, (laughs) (laughs) but a desire to experience taste and texture or to fulfill social commitments. (laughs) Sorry. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Uh, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> keep going, David. Uh, Just keep going. Sorry, David. Go, go ahead. That's okay. That's okay. Actually, I, I do need to interrupt. Um, he mentioned God like that the breatharians will eat to fill social commitments. <laughs> a, mm-hmm. I eat to give them an excuse to eat. But and and I actually like I've known vegetarians who are who are fine socially, but there's the stereotype that that vegetarians and vegans get very self-righteous around meat eaters. Can you imagine how shitty a breatharian gets at dinner parties? <laughs> oh, God. Because they're starving and thirsty? Because <laughs> they're, yeah, because they're starving and they're, they're cranky because they're fucking starving. So all they have is to judge everyone <laughs> who's enjoying all this delicious hydration and animal flesh that they can't have. So they're just going to be pricks. Oh, this is delightful. You, you guys got to gotta let me get through yeah, yeah, do, do, please. the next little bit of this because you're going to want to interrupt me, but I promise Zip. I got to get through this. So most choose to eat or drink in small quantities, but not regularly. This practice is not based on a need to eat, but a desire to experience taste and texture or to fulfill social commitments. They just like getting high. Shh. I calculate that a breatharian consumes between zero and one-third of his or her original recommended caloric intake because they no longer need to balance the body with nutrients. The pranic living process itself changes and balances the four physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual bodies. That being said, a sensation of hunger can be triggered by negative emotional states. Oh my god. So if you do this, and that was just the part that I needed to get through Yeah. You'll be free of hunger, but if you feel hungry, it's not because you haven't been eating. It's because you're negatively emotional. It's your negative prana coming out of your tube. (laughs) I proved to surprise doctors through my television exposure that contrary to current scientific belief, my blood composition did not change when I stopped eating and drinking. I neither felt weak nor was I bedridden. The breatharian way of life is thus an option open to whoever is willing to take on the challenge and receive its many advantages, 
but is generally not suitable, appetizing, or lasting for the majority of people alive today. More about this in Chapter 6. <sighs> also, I want to make the distinction that early on, he said he went without food for eight days. He didn't say anything about water. No, he did. He said he went without food and water. He specifically did. Now I'm just interested to see that video, because that actually sure does sound pretty interesting. It kind of sounds boring. Though. It does. Watch this man not eat. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, but I mean, like, if if the scientists are like, yeah, we locked him in a room, the, that guy didn't consume a single thing. Like, that's worth see, noting. See, what I would like to see is I would like to see this guy in one room, right? It's just a glass case, mm-hmm. you know, his bowel movement. Oh, he shouldn't have bowel movements, but regardless, his bowel no. movements and urinating, all of that's just going to be visible. He's just going to have to get rid of the necessity for privacy. Right. Is this for science Shh, or on, is this just something you want to watch? Hold on, hold on. So he lives in this glass case mm-hmm. and directly next to him, the only person that he really gets to interact with on a daily basis is a guy who gets seven days a week, three meals a day, some of the best, nastiest food that exists. So like pizzas, sure. fucking tacos, burritos, chili, like cheeseburgers fries the whole thing right and he's in this room and he just gets to eat and this guy is just living the prana life yo and i would like to see how long he would last for Uh, science for science for science a little bit of spite there's a little bit of spite (laughs) but it's mostly a a, a little spite science and spite exactly Why is it not common knowledge? The Breatharian population is made up of only a few thousand people scattered across the globe. Therefore, the social proof of their existence remains nearly mythological. Uh huh. Most people who do not personally know a Breatharian have closed mindsets about the possibility of their innate existence. <laughs> uh-huh. In other words, they refuse to believe what they cannot see for themselves. Uh, it's not the world that's that's crazy. It's no, yeah. it's not. I'm not crazy. The world's yeah, crazy. I, I can word good. <laughs> In my personal experience, when I tell someone new that I do not eat, we initially both laugh because it does not make much sense. After only a few minutes, when the person sees that I am sane, can I actually let him or her know that I am not joking? How do you crest that? I'm just that tasting hill? it. I'm just tasting it. <laughs> It is always interesting to see how the conversation continues from there. How, how, how if I, if we just meet, like we're, we're on a, we're at a bus stop. We're just having a conversation like, oh yeah, I'm on my way to get some tacos. Oh yeah. I don't eat fucking what you don't eat. <laughs> how do you crest the hill of you're not an insane person? That I shouldn't be speaking to. When does this come up in conversations and where? I mean, I guess at a party, if somebody's talking about like, oh my God, I made this most amazing thing last night, blah, blah, blah. It was delicious. I feel like if you're someone that's doing this, you want to shoehorn it in whenever you can. I mean, you pretty much have to. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I want to make a note that the most enlightened people that I know of are African children who are just living the 100% prana lifestyle oh yeah those uh starving children mm-hmm. across the world yeah yeah they're, they're not in any trouble they're, they're just they're spiritually alive. evolved yeah yeah after the television exposure it became much easier for me to explain this lifestyle to people i also started eating two or three meals a week which helped 
To most people... Help what? You shouldn't be hungry. <laughs> I just say that the body can learn to live on very little. Which is true. To those who seek a higher and more complete understanding, I explain it more thoroughly like I do in this book. The television exposure helped to turn the is it possible question into how is it possible? <sighs> There's some dissonance happening here. The whole thing. Because he just admitted that he eats occasionally. We're going to address that right now. Insufficient scientific research. Let's face it. Science does not like to address things it cannot explain. That, that's what the, science no, wants to stop. do. That is, that Joe, is exactly the, what science is. Science is the exploration of what we don't know. No. Yeah. I no, I I'm dying on this hill. Fuck you guys. No, that, no, that, dude, you're like you're, you're up there with that, you the on the same hill. Made. If you stop telling <laughs> us to shut up and listen to what we were saying, you'd know we were agreeing with yeah. you. I did hear it, like, it it wasn't enough. I did hear but I needed to tell you to shut up anyway. Why are you like this? <laughs> I don't know. He probably just I'm hasn't sorry. had enough problems. Yeah, dude, yeah. hey, just go take all your clothes off, go stand outside. <laughs> And then I'll stop shouting at you Go guys. Go stuff your prana hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or just eat like a, a foot-long chili dog, and I feel like you'll feel better. Even when concrete scientific data on the breatharian way of life is produced, it is unlikely that it will make headlines. Why? <laughs> Proof of the existence of breatharians would call for a complete overhaul of the way science perceives and explains the normative functions of the human body. I don't think that's true. Thousands of books would have to be rewritten to acknowledge the amazing abilities of human consciousness. For this reason alone, what? scientists and doctors generally prefer to put the subject aside as if it's a joke. Science, let's not forget, is missing a lot of information. It is hard to Wait. ignore that there is a big missing link in our theory of evolution, and we still have not discovered the origin of the first self-cloning biological cell. In fact, we have no idea how life began. Science also cannot tell us if our thoughts are created in the brain. F fucking f f what? Uh, uh, um, uh, okay, first of all, uh, no, 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 that makes sense. If breatharianism is true then it would be synchronous with our current understanding of science it wouldn't be asynchronous right. so like no textbooks would just have to be updated not rewritten right that being said studies have been conducted on the breatharian way of life the most famous one concentrates on an elder indian man called prahajani the other scientific study conducted on me is described in chapter six you can also see it online at raymore.com. Ray Mauer. The Breatharian character. Quick interruption, because I actually, like, I didn't, I discovered this independently and then decided to do an episode on it. The The Praha Johnny study mm -hmm. was very sus. Like, there was a lot of stuff about, dude was, like, was bathing and gargling and, like, maybe, like, he's probably drinking water when he's doing that. There was some stuff about, like, cameras being taken away yep. to give him mm. privacy that people suspected he might be eating. Right on. Interesting. It was arguably not disproven, but it was very suspect. Sure. Okay. The Breatharian character. Most Breatharians do not seek an audience. They just want to be left alone to enjoy their lives. Me too. This is a key reason why the Breatharian lifestyle is not better known. Good news, uh -huh. we don't have an audience. <laughs> Furthermore, most Breatharian personalities are naturally introverted, Seeking comfort in nature and distance from society. But they should be higher prana level. 
When one knows oneself as intimately as this process encourages, one becomes humble, and there is no egoistic need to prove oneself to others. In addition, most people do not understand and sometimes do not want to understand. I don't need to prove myself, says the guy yeah. who wrote a fucking book. This is, this is 20% let me teach you about this spiritual practice. 80% no, 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 I have a girlfriend. She just lives in Canada. <laughs> you probably don't know her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so good, Joe. <laughs> perhaps they will find the pot. Or, sorry. Uh, perhaps they will perhaps accept the possibility. The <laughs> They find the truth too confronting. Perhaps they will accept the possibility after spending several consecutive days with a breatharian, watching he or she live and breathe, or more accurately, not eat, with their own eyes. However, even then, that their logical fun. minds... <laughs> now, this is speaking directly to you guys who oh, are not oh. true believers. However, even when their logical minds may still refuse to accept this as a real possibility and they will work hard to find alternative reasons as to why it is impossible. As a breatharian, you come to understand there are different levels of acceptance and understanding for different individuals. Oh my god. This is precisely why I have decided to share my experiences and make the subject more public. I realize that I may be called a heretic or a liar. I also know that I am strong enough to deal with the initial ridicule the subject inevitably evokes in Western society. Who's going to call him a heretic? The Imperial Inquisitors from Warhammer? <laughs> blood for the blood god. No one's going to call you a heretic because people haven't used that word since the 1800s. That's not entirely true. Oh, yeah? Heretic. Heresy and apostasy are still frequently used terms. They're just... Mm -hmm. It's not as common in Western countries. That's true. Yeah. It's a weird go-to, although he's not American, so that may yeah. affect the oh, language that he uses. Okay. I thought I thought he was. No, he's Israeli. Yeah. So that's fair enough. Although I did get to make that fun Warhammer joke, so <laughs> I stand by it. As a Breatharian, it is my intention to demonstrate the fullness of our human potential and what is possible. But I swear I'm just eating for the taste. Yeah. We unfortunately live in a society. Oh, we live bingo. in a society that highly underestimates the individual capacity for greatness. The truth is, our body is a vessel for something much greater, stronger, and awesome than society would have you believe. <sighs> However, we cannot begin to understand this until we transcend the illusions that keep us living in survival mode and the limits imposed by society's low expectations of what it means to be a human. Yeah, I watched Fight Club too. <laughs> know this. You are a soul, not a body. And with the power of your mind, you can create your own reality. <sighs> Somebody read The Secret. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and again, you know, not, not wrong. Yeah. Just, well, okay. Not untrue but wrong Wait, yeah what? like the, the absolutely the way that you think can affect the direction that your life takes sure yeah not not everything this guy is saying is completely valueless i think is what you're getting at mm. and i mean yes what you think is what you become i mean everything he's saying is valueless because he's saying it in this book well <laughs> <laughs> not without merit i mean yeah that's right don't dream it be it yeah he goes through this very long process, this very long chapter here, talks a little bit about, you know, the spiritual benefits and the individual benefits, 
Mm -hmm. uh, physical benefits, health benefits, et cetera, et cetera. Trying to just, you know, these are the things that you'll get out of doing this. Right. And then he starts to talk about his own personal journey. Mm -hmm. There's this whole section here where, let's see, lacking water had a great psychological effect on me. I missed it a lot, and I learned how to appreciate this fine element um, from an entirely different point of view. Okay. Even my subconscious missed it so much that it became the subject of many dreams I had That's at the time. because you needed to not die. In some dreams, I watched a glass of water continuously elude my grasp, while in other dreams, I just felt a deep need to drink. Well, yeah. Dehydration, dickhead. Yep. However, I was really surprised that I did not get thirsty at all. The only thing I physically felt being in that state was that my throat was always dry. That's, that's, I had a psychological craving for water and my throat was dry, but I wasn't thirsty. What does he think thirst is? That's when you really want to fuck someone. Oh, oh that's what a thirst no, trap thirst is. is when you if if you don't get water you die so if you die oh then you're because thirsty. he didn't die he thinks he didn't He's experience not thirsty. thirst sure also when i was in college i forget what class it was whatever doesn't matter but it was like a, a little experiment that a writing teacher uh, that was it was writing uh, that wanted us to do he wanted us to remove something that was fundamental in our lives and then write a paper about what our lives how our lives change without mm -hmm. it I decided on food. We were supposed to give it up for like three days or something. And I got to the point psychologically where I devalued the good grade enough that I said, fuck the project. And I went and ate. And then I wrote that in my paper. Mm -hmm. And I still got an A. Yeah, it, it makes sense <laughs> that you would have. But like, just like, yeah, dude, like you can starve yourself. That's like, I, I think the human body can last 30 days. With that, with zero sustenance. It like, depends. It depends on the person. Yeah. You'll be a skeleton. Like your, your muscles will be, have been consumed. Like you'll. Doesn't your body start to consume your brain for calories past a certain point? Yes. That's what I mean. Like at that point, you won't be recognizable as a human. Like you'll, you'll be behaving like an animal. Mm -hmm. I, I, I forgot where I was going. Continue. Okay, um, so... <laughs> just, just that starvation has an effect on your mind and body and you get to a point. Right. So there's this whole thing. Uh -huh. um, the remainder of the book is uh -huh. just him going through... Again, you know, he talks about the benefits, then he goes into his own process of becoming and learning, mm -hmm. and then why he did it, uh -huh. and... His going on the show and doing the eight days of testing, um, more experiments that were done on him, known methods of light nourishment. There are currently four commonly known methods for becoming a light nourished individual. The first two methods are practiced in pranic breathing and the last two in sun gazing. The methods I am most familiar with are the 10 and 21 day processes. The 21-day process is explained in Living on Light by Joss Muhin, already mentioned, who has told me several times that this method is no longer recommended. The success rate of remaining a breatharian after undergoing the 21-day process is approximately 10%. Wow. This is probably because the mental and physical shocks you undergo are significant and really turn your world upside down. Because you're or maybe it's because only 10% of individuals can actually do it. In short, the challenges are great and only the strong-willed survive. 
So uh, just jumping forward to his uh, sort of, he goes through the uh, 21 day process a little bit and etc. But there seems to be something here that is just sort of a, a thumbnail. It's main guidelines. <laughs> For individual preparation in advance of the starting date, there are several guidelines. Most of them are in Living on Light by Joss Muheen, and I share some of them here. Be prepared to spend three weeks completely outside your normal world. No phone, no internet connectivity, no technology, no job, and no social life. These are the most important requirements for you to get the full benefit of the process. Following these rules requires surrender and humbleness. That sounds so boring. Trying to cheat will only make things harder for you. Okay. Release all thoughts and projections from the outside world. Step into yourself and connect with your higher self. This is some full-on cult shit right here. Do not worry about anyone else in the process. Your only concern is yourself. Cut yourself off from your friends and loved ones. Children, family members, spouses, and pets are not allowed to visit or call. Holy shit. Let your fish die. Does it say that? No. I wish it did. I wish it did too, just because of the dissonance. <laughs> and that would be that would be metal as fuck. <laughs> Once you've started the die. process, you cannot worry about business meetings, payment of bills, watering the garden, or pets. You need to have taken care of these things as if you have gone abroad and disconnected. It's best to find someone to take care of your personal affairs and to make sure that you have closed potential loopholes. This is programming. Surrender and hand control over to your inner guidance. For the majority, this presents a challenge. For a second. Don't forget that wherever you think your challenge may be, that is where you will be challenged. There will be no sexual activity of any type. Bullshit, I'm jerking the whole time. Try, yeah, I was going to say, try and stop me. <laughs> I'm going to make my own J.O. crystals. <laughs> no. And then, uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's pretty much it. So I'm just going to break that down. Yeah. All right. So you need a guide Mm -hmm. and a caretaker. Yeah. The guide is obviously someone that fills their prana hole with sweet, sweet prana. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, The mm -hmm. caretaker handles your life back home. That's what I'm assuming, right? Feeds your pets, pays your bills. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you're supposed to completely uproot yourself Uh and go, what's it say? Three months? Three weeks. 21 days. Three weeks. So for three weeks- You're just going to starve and absorb the sun Mm -hmm. or prana, not the sun prana. Yeah. uh, I don't think we need to come back to this. I think this is pretty clear. Yeah. I think it's made its point. You are allowed to listen to music, paint or draw, read books, learn to juggle other ideas or camera. Does he use camera as a verb? It just says general recommendations and then it's got music, okay. musical instruments, painting or drawing, juggling, books, accessories, other ideas, empowering elements, camera. <laughs> well, jerking off is how I empower myself. Yeah, so yeah. it's how you make your crystals. I do want to point out though that at that the idea on the surface of like disconnecting from everything and being solely by yourself mm-hmm. that does sound like an interesting exercise. When you put it to this, though. And also, I'm imagining doing, and this is just me. This isn't the book's fault. I'm imagining doing this in some just Hunter S. Thompson-ass sketchy hotel room (laughs) and just locking yourself in. 
and just losing your fucking mind for a month. I think you need to get back to to nature. Okay. I think that's what it is. Yeah, you're I supposed mean, to go to a cabin in the woods. You're less hungry mm. in nature. You know, you can't bring your girlfriend with you, so you're just going there by yourself, right? <laughs> right. And you got to have sex when, with the bears. When you get to the cabin, don't, don't try to have sex right? with bears. What you need to do is 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 make sure you hunt all over the cabin until uh-huh. you find like a tape recorder, right? Uh-huh. uh-huh. And then you're going to press play. And whatever is on that tape recorder, that's that's what you get to enjoy. Now, in some instances, you're going to be pursued by the spirits of the dead. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's, that's the prana coming in. Yeah, that's the prana. <gasps> I love that movie so much. <laughs> whatever. You know what? I'm just going to say it because could you imagine if I just let my inner guide just out? And just let him unlo- unleashed him on the world. I mean, you're you're a barely restrained psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the amount of people I would end up eating for their prana. Yeah, like you would have to be locked in the cabin for society's protection. <laughs> while we did this. Oh my god! Oh my god! Mm-hmm. I fuck this book. What happened? Just fuck this book. What's going on? Okay. What's up? So I just started reading forward, just kind of like skimming through. Mm-hmm later portions and, and we of appreciate it. that david um, that you're still committed <laughs> i think he was just bored i was just curious at 80 percent of the way through there's a chapter called prana and science uh-huh and uh to date science has simply not accepted that breatharians actually exist this is even after several scientific experiments were conducted including on yours truly there is a great german documentary on breatharianism called in the beginning there was light The director follows a few people who go through the 21-day process and interviews a few well-known breatharians. I am also in contact with him and will perhaps embark on a mutual project one day. If, however, you are looking for a completely scientific explanation on how pranic nutrition works, you will not find it here. I, along with a few open-minded medical doctors, am looking for the same thing. There is no scientific explanation for many unexplained bodily phenomena. How can the body complete missing molecules by itself? Where do they come from? How can one simply drink juice without taking in any missing proteins, vitamins, carbons, etc.? How can one eat so little and still be healthy? Presently, we do not have any scientific explanations. This is probably due to the fact that science (laughs) overlooks big portions of our reality, spirituality and the connectivity of human consciousness with reality. I'm sure that one day we will have more tools and a better understanding of tough-to-explain phenomena. Just because science cannot explain something does not make it unreal. Which is true. Let's not forget that scientific inquiry keeps on overturning prior certainties, finding new explanations which show it had previously been wrong. Uh, I thought science never, never, I fucking hate this. that the earth was once considered flat. No, it wasn't. No, we that's knew a with certainty like, that put, the uh, earth Ptolemy's was round. Depicted yeah. around it. All right, so. Yeah, like, I, and the next sentence, hold on. This is what made me say I hate this fucking book. Yep. We have scientific theories, but that is exactly what they are. Oh, my God. Theories. No, not. That's all, that's. <laughs> 
The Big Bang uh, no. is an unproven theory, no. as is the theory you of evolution. You can't uh, replicate, replicate those elements. You know what I love? What a theory is. It doesn't what? know what you know, a theory is. You know what I love about it, though? What I love about this is that there's a whole ass chapter in this book called The Power of Words. Yeah. And how it's important to know what the words you are using mean. And then he misunderstands what you, a scientific theory is. when you theory put is. things out in the universe, you know... You're you're gonna get back what you put out there, and and yeah, uh, you will. I'm going to go to one of those websites that will send shit in the mail, <laughs> and I'm gonna find the address for this guy, and I'm just gonna send him a box of shit <laughs> every day. No, that's expensive. I'm just gonna do it once. <laughs> that that's pretty tame. I'm gonna tear out David's eyeball. And shove it up non David's ass with the with the cord still attached, and just just leave it. That that's it. I'm done talking about I'm, not knowing I, I how science works. No, yeah, <laughs> you're very confused. The optic nerve is a core. It's a tube. Okay, it's it's a series of tubes. Oh my god. Yeah. How are those? Wait, this real quick. Is... How are those optic optic <sighs> tubes? How are those attached to the body? Don't encourage him. Okay. See what happens is is that it's a root of roots. It flows. Have you have you ever looked at? All right, I'm done. I don't. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I told you. I told you not to. I can actually feel my already not that high IQ slowly draining out. Yep. And I just wanted to eat paint chips. Yeah. Um. So. Aside from fuck this book and the person that wrote it, what do we think about a year without food, discover the unimaginable world of proven energetic nourishment? I really... All cops are bastards. I mean, that's true. And your boss isn't your friend. But... um... I was honestly hoping that there would be much more talking about what happens to your body when you go on starvation because there, there might have I, been I, I, we skipped around a bit well i believe that uh, there is like reproducible scientific evidence that doing things like that like fasting can like, you don't want to do it all the time or like a, there's kind of a trend diet that's built around fasting that's apparently junk science and you shouldn't do it the intermittent fasting yeah you mean? yeah, yeah. Hmm. but i do believe and i'm not a nutritionist i'm i'm an asshole i don't know fuck about fuck but i do believe there is some health benefit to occasional temporary fasting i yeah, yeah I, I agree with that and i i mean the thing is i i am also not a nutritionist i do know that the body needs food yep yeah yeah uh, <laughs> and water and, and, and all the other things and needs. frankly this book doesn't present all it's saying is that if you practice and you really put a lot of time into it mm-hmm. and you you really, you know, yeah, you can do some crazy things. Again, Wim Hof through, you know, a selection of breathing methods and other techniques like, you know, spending weeks or months of his life or years of his life practicing sitting in ice baths mm-hmm. has gotten to the point where he can now wander around on mountaintops in a pair of shorts and no nothing else. Mm-hmm. And be perfectly fine. Sure. And he's taught other people how to do it too. Yes, there are things that we can do if we devote ourselves to it. But to what end? Yeah. Like, doesn't it make more sense to, if you're going to put that kind of, you know, you're okay, vegetarianism, sure. Veganism, 
Sure. Eating less in general mm-hmm. seems reasonable. Eat less, exercise more. Yeah, but to say that you are really getting to a higher level of consciousness or are really, you know, living in connection with your spiritual self because you just don't eat anymore. Like, fuck, man. One of the only actual good things about having a body is food. Mm -hmm. Like, eating is a pleasure. Eating is a thing that we should want to do, should Mm -hmm. like to do. Mm -hmm. In fact, the reason we have an obesity epidemic is because it is a thing that we like to do. And it makes us feel good. It triggers that, hey, I did the right thing response, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like, I just, I I don't get the the appeal. I mean, I guess... Okay, I'll never starve to death is cool. But. It's not about that. What Joe said early in the episode, what Joe said is that the people that this asshole's targeting are people who may, under normal circumstances, be of sound mind and logical thinking, right? That critical thinking. Mm-hmm. But they've hit a point in their lives where what they should be seeking is help. And instead... They're grasping at straws for anything to give life some meaning. Mm -hmm. And then this asshole, like all purveyors of Bronze Age mysticism and other bullshit, sells them that their life will be complete and that they'll be happy and fulfilled just off of the sun. Yeah. And that if they can't do that, if they can't get their nutrients from prana or whatever, it's because of a negative thought process. And so if they can eliminate that negative thought process... Then they can exist entirely off of prana. Fuck this guy. Yeah, David, to answer your question, why do this? He's selling it as if you do this, it will improve your quality of life. Yep. It's not about the, it's not about not eating as an act. What this person and other people think like him want you to believe is if you can teach your body to do this, then you will be happier and healthier. Now, um, I want to go to the other extreme from Kane's extreme. Sure. Where let's just for a minute operate under the benefit of a doubt. Let's pretend that this guy did this and it did improve his quality of life. And just for some reason, it works for him. Fine. Uh-huh. I'm happy for him that he found something that helps him. Sure. Good. That's all. Yeah. yeah. I mean, great. Yeah. Good if for it's him. working for yeah. him, maybe, maybe don't try to get other people to do it. But like what what's offending me about this is I'm I'm continuing to flip forward and yeah. I'm finding shit and this is cherry picking I acknowledge that but he's later again you know tips and tricks uh-huh. for how to do this is so a first basic rule will be to call drinking or anything that goes into your mouth tasting and not eating if I were to call it eating or eating food it would cause strong memory associations that tell my subconscious mind that I will be nourished from what I consume. So continue to put things into your body, but you're not eating. You're just tasting. Oh, God. So this is just And as we all know, if you're enlightened, then your mind will change reality. Mm -hmm. So if you say that, then your body won't be digesting food. No, it'll just be going straight into your prana tube. Through the power of cognitive dissonance, I can do anything. <laughs> I give up. I'm done. I think I think that's where we should yeah. end. That's a great yeah, line to yeah, end. Yeah, that's that's perfect. All right, yeah. I'm gonna All go right. ahead and uh, I've already plugged myself into the computer, so uh-huh. my memories are stored. 
I'm just gonna go. Yeah. I'm actually on my way down to the incinerator now. I'm I'm okay. done. This is this is awful. <laughs> well, while while Kane puts himself in the incinerator, I'm just gonna remind the listeners that uh we do have a website, we give you brainworms.com. It will give you access to our other projects and our Patreon if you want to support the show. And our JO crystals. We're not selling those, Chris. <laughs> If you want to support the show in a non-monetary way, feel free to like, subscribe, and click the bell on YouTube. Uh, follow us on whatever place you're listening to us, Spotify or whatever the fuck, and recommend us to your friends and loved ones who have a hole in their lives that they need filled. We will be happy to provide that for them. And we won't tell them not to eat food. And to everybody else, we're very we're sorry. So sorry. We're so we're sorry. We're so sorry. Thank you for listening and goodbye. I'm going to push the button. And we're done. This has been a production of Brainworms Presents. Any copyrighted content contained within is used for purposes of review. Brainworms Podcast is David Combs, Kane Magdalene, Christian Schaefer, and Joseph Wells. The theme music is Hodgepod Number no. 1 by Brian Davis. If you like what you heard, you can support us and learn about our other projects at WeGiveYouBrainWorms.com or by leaving a review on your favorite listening app. David Milk. David Milk. <laughs>